Yo, what's up, guys? Big J Illis in the building, putting it down. Shift the core. We are back for another episode. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Yo, man, it's been a long month, a long year, but we've been grinding. We've been putting in that work. We've been making things happen. And I want to thank you guys for all the love and support that you've been giving us over this entire journey. Now, for you guys who don't know, the shift of core is shifting your body, mind, and soul, spiritual, physical, and mental through 15 minutes a day of doing something that pertains to that element in your life. Like for me, my physical, I go to the gym. My mental, I listen to books on a tape or on Audible. And then for my spiritual, I do this because this is what I enjoy but I also do it for you guys to document my journey so maybe you guys can relate to some of the things that I'm doing but um, if you haven't seen it yet go to shitthecore.com I got all the videos, I got the merch, I got the podcast I got a whole bunch of stuff on the website and I want to thank you guys for all your support Um, I'm resilient baby, I'm resilient you know and um, a lot of times people don't understand that resiliency is key to being successful, but here at Shift the Core, we are resilient. We keep putting the videos, we keep doing the podcast, we keep doing the live shows, we do it all because at the end of the day, we're doing it for you, we're doing it for the people. This ain't about us, this is about our community, this is about our children, this is about our elderly, this is about our people that are like young adults, everybody that needs to shift their core in order for them to be happier. I just want to see people happier, you you know, um, this world is so depressing right now, you know, um, the whole social narrative is for people to work, make all sorts of money and be depressed just to keep up with the Joneses to buy stuff that they don't need or really want. But people, but society tells us we need it to be with people that we shouldn't be with, but society t- tells us who we should be with and to do jobs that we shouldn't even be working or go to school and get a degree that we don't in something that we don't even like the whole thing about shifting the core, shifting that mindset, Do what makes you fulfilled. And I don't mean happy. You know, I mean fulfilled by being your purpose. Now, happy is fickle. Happy is just a feeling. It comes and it goes. And if you're chasing happiness, then you're going to be like a heroin addict just chasing the dragon. Because it's a feeling. You can be happy one day and not happy the next day. Happiness is irrelevant. But when you're fulfilled because of your purpose, because you're you're fulfilling your destiny of what you're supposed to do in life, it changes the game. It brings color into your life. It brings a reason for you to live. It brings a reason for you to thrive. And that's what we should be reaching for and striving for. Striving for to be on our purpose and stay on our destiny and just keep going forward. So shout out to everybody that's been shifting the core and that's been really paying attention to our movement and what we have been talking about because it takes a long time to shift it, man. It ain't overnight. It might be a two, three, four, five, ten year process. It doesn't matter as long as you get it done and we'll be here to help you guys along the way. So if you need any more information, you can get at me at Big J L S B I G J I L L I S D. I'm on every social media platform. Or you can reach me at shiftthecore.com. But whatever your purpose is, whatever you're doing, whatever core you're shifting, just keep going forward one step at a time. Remember, life is like building blocks. You stack one on top of the other until the next thing you know, you have a rocket ship and you can fly to the moon. So, all right, today we got one of my favorite people in the world, Mr. Gabriel James, a.k.a. Lumps One. <laughs> we are going to do a strange music thing today a strange music mix today because i know that that's his shit right there you know so uh we're gonna have some you know tech nine chris calico you know 
Mayday, all that nice and nifty stuff playing for the music. So shout out to Lumps One. He was supposed to drop me some music, but he hasn't dropped me yet. So maybe he'll be on the part two. But we have him on the podcast. So without further ado, I'm about to kick off the mix. Let's run some music and let's get this party started. We're proud of so, baby. And spit it, I'm nasty, wacky, sex in the back of the tour bus, saucy, bossy, ice and cognac in a course cup. Yonks on my back, cause I'm stacking these plural bus. If you she won't open the mouth with me, baby, sure sucks. Yeah, and if they beef it, it's never me. But I never wanna get up in the face of a killer, cause y'all know my pedigree. I bust if they pussin', don't call me cousin, better let it be. You can find stone, take nine along I-70, Midwest, nigga. Let's go. 
West, West Coast. To the north, south, and the west. Midwest explosion. Midwest explosion. Midwest explosion. Born in the middle, and the haters can't hold them. West Coast. Coast Caliway. What? To Faberito Gringo Roberto. Yo, 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 what's poppin'? Big J Illis in the building. Shift the core podcast. We are back. <laughs> so uh right now, I have a very special guest on the show. He's been around this scene for a very, very long time. This cat, I swear to God, man, he's like one of the most resilient, talented, dedicated people I know. He's one of the mentors that um really helped me to uh, really um, be the person that I am right now. And um, he really, how can I say it? I appreciate his outlook on life and I appreciate the uh the discipline that it took for him to get where he got because I mean he plays like eight freaking instruments. He raps, he sings. I'm pretty sure he can break dance if you told him he had to. <laughs> so right now I want you to give it up for the man, the myth, the legend. I don't even know what to call him, but I'm just gonna call him Lumps. Motherfucking what <laughs> <laughs> Lumps one in the motherfucking building. What's good, man? What's happening, man? Thank you for having me. It's Gabriel James. Gabriel James. Gabriel James, man. Lumps one's for the homies, though. <laughs> for the homies. So I got Gabriel James in the building. Um, he is a legend, and um, I, I really appreciate you uh, being on the on the podcast, man. You know. Um, Technically, you know how they say like Joyner Lucas is like a child of Eminem, you know what I mean? Like his style and stuff. I don't think he sounds like Eminem at all. But they they say that though. Okay, like the other dude, NF. You know NF? Have you ever heard of NF? I've heard of NF. Yeah, he's like the Christian Eminem. He's like the Christian Eminem, but he's like you tell he's like a child of Eminem. He wasn't always a Christian rapper, by the way. Nah, but he's. That was when he got. Do you like him? No, I I like I like I like some Christian rap, even though it's not my forte. What were you saying about Andy Minio? That's that's who, that's where that's who got NF more into like the Christian scene, and that's wild because I am an Andy Minio fan. Shout out to Andy Minio. He's <laughs> he's, no, he's a badass. But I'm gonna be honest, this dude NF is killing the game. Yeah. Well, all right. So so right now, and and for lack of better words, it's because it's like emo rap. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's really popular. It's emo. But but the thing is, is kids kids have a right to be depressed right now. And and I can see why they like his music. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's sad. You know? it, it is sad, and I gotta be in the mood to listen to it. You know, and I didn't even know this guy was dope. Like, because I was listening to Lecrae and Andy Minio, and NF came on, and I didn't even know he's a Christian rapper. I was like, why is this dude in my Spotify feed? Then I looked him up, and I was like, dang man, he's a he's a Christian rapper. I read read his old profile, his old Instagram or um, Wikipedia, and all that, and. That's when I really listened to it, and I was like, oh, this dude's hard, man. But it is emo rap, man, but at least it's not like, you know, 
I don't want to be racial, but you know, like the kind of like mumble emo rap. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's more like it's emo, but it's like, I don't all right. See how that's racial. <laughs> like the guy who died, XXX, whatever his name it's is, Tadashi. You know, some of his shit was dope. I, 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 I should have listened to him when he was alive. The curiosity wasn't there till he was dead. And some of it's okay. I haven't given a deep dive, though, because I'm like, strange music. You know what I mean, dude? But. So let's let's talk a little bit about that before we jump into it, man. Like we, you are a music connoisseur. Oh yeah. A little bit of backstory. I listen to a whole lot of music, but I would never have listened to ninety percent of the stuff if I never met you. Yeah. Because you were the one who were like put me onto a whole bunch of stuff, man. Yeah, man. I didn't even know there was like music. <laughs> you didn't know. You didn't know that music didn't exist off the radio. I didn't. That's I didn't. Because, like, you didn't hear about K-Reno. Uh-uh. Um, you know, shit. To, this, to, to, to more recently, you didn't even listen to some of the shit I've, I've told you about. Mm-hmm. But, no, I, I don't know. Mu- Dude, music's awesome. Dude, I'm a nerd, bro. I love music. I love music. Now you got into music and you said something that was very poetic and I've been trying to steal it and copy hey, it but I can't remember it song, but it was dude. like he Some said he already. said something like I love music so much that listening to it just wasn't enough or was that it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, like some real talk dude. Like I stole it from one of our conversations cuz like it came off the top and it was more genuine when we were talking. Yeah. And and I and I said I was like dude I love music so much that listening to it just wasn't enough enough and and then i had to throw it in a song so it's on a song that that might be out or it's coming out i don't remember because you know how that goes so um talking about the music you're you're a big advocate for like um how can i say this not underground music but you've always kind of been like a person that didn't like a lot of the mainstream music you know mainstream music like um you didn't like like none of the stuff that I liked back in the day. And it's funny because a lot of the stuff that I started liking really didn't age well. And all the stuff that you put me on like age like magnificent. So now I understand. And, 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 and the kids even like that shit mm-hmm. now. Like they're going back and listening to the shit from yeah. like like the, the early to to basically two thousand to two thousand ten. A lot of that shit aged fairly well. And then of course the sh- some of the shit from the nineties. It's funny. Um, you know what song did not age well? What? Is is the um, the Nappy Dugout by Ice Cube. The Nappy Dugout by Ice Cube? A lot of his stuff hasn't aged well, though, man. Dude, <laughs> he goes, Mr. Mr., before you let me go, I'm here to let you know your little girl is a hoe. Nympho, nympho, damn is she nympho, at. Nympho. Get her all alone, and out comes the knee pad. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So, do you think music is going in a good direction right now? Yes. I don't. I think music is going in a bad direction. You don't listen to the links that I send you. I do listen to the links that you send me, but let's be honest, man. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's take it like this. A lot of the stuff that, that you send me that's great music is dope, but it's not at the forefront of music. I'm talking about the okay. I'm talking about the forefront of music. The people that the kids are listening to in high school, or middle uh, school. The people that are the faces of the generation of music, because there'll always be an audience for that type of underground, that type of niche rap. But 
basically when you're a kid, a lot of times the kids gravitate to the social norm of what is the the leaders of the music. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that the other people aren't dope, but you know what I mean? Like, let me give an example. There's this one girl out that's really weird, and this chick is so... I I swear to God, I think there's like... (laughs) I don't know if it's the dad in me or whatever... (laughs) I think this chick is like the most off, evilest, twisted chick in the world. Um, the Billy chick, the Billy Eilish. You know, have you heard that chick? Okay, so this chick named Billy Eilish, who has a hundred million views. If you don't know her, you need to look her up. <laughs> this chick is like the female Marilyn Manson. You know what I mean? And uh, what she does is she does these weird videos and this and that. Now I don't really know a lot about it but the funny thing is i have like friends who have daughters and stuff and this is like the the role model that like they're into you know what i mean yeah that chick dog <laughs> you know what i mean really not that popping though dude i mean look that's not that big no that's not her that's not her no you gotta look her up on freaking look her up on um like google her dog <laughs> Dude, I don't even know how to spell her fewer last name. Than, fewer than a hundred hashtags on, on Instagram. Because it's spelled wrong. How do you spell it? I don't know. Let's look it, look it up on Google. Okay. Google you gotta Google it. Lumps is Googling Billie Eilish. I don't even know how to spell her name. I think it's that right there. There it is right there. Boom. Okay. Okay, so we're Googling her. Okay. Let's see. Okay, there she is. Okay, let's see if we can pull up her, pull up her uh, Instagram. You know what I mean? Keep going. I'm just reading this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's reading Wikipedia. Born in two thousand. That's weird. Dude, people were born in the two thousands. That's crazy, man. Like adults, though. You know what I mean? Like, okay, no. okay. So there's a YouTube video. Okay, look at the look. Look, look at the video. Look at the video. Go down. And look at the video. This shot one call. Look, look at it. Look at it. You know what I mean? Songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's on Vimeo. You gotta get a chance. You gotta look at this. She's got a. She's got a song called "All the Good Girls Go to Hell," and then uh, she like falls. She's a fallen angel. And then she's like walking around in the lobby and she's like, oh, the good girls go to hell. And I swear I was at the bowling alley and freaking all the little girls started singing that shit. And I was like, what? Well, you're at the bowling alley, though, dude. Oh, the good girls go to hell. Revisit. I want to revisit what you were saying, though. About what? Um, about like about uh, popularity and music and shit, because it's much different today than when we were growing up. It is. So nowadays, kids are actually more into the underground. If you look at who's really into like the big name stuff, it's really the older people. Mm-hmm. Um, who kind of grew up with the radio, who always listened to the radio. There's people that have listened to the same radio station for 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? And and it never changes. That That's what they listen to. Now, I never listened to the radio. I got into... As soon as fucking CD burning came out... <laughs> dude. For all you, if there's any kids out there, CD burning is when you could copy Oh, they know CD. what it is. They know what it is. <laughs> They know what it is. And I'm with the kids. I, I'm all Spotify for sure. That's my favorite way to listen to music. Spotify is ill. I'm all about the streaming. I really believe the streaming is the future. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think uh, here's how I look at it. Artists back in the day used to pay to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. And yes, their, their stream of income generally came from if you were big enough to go onto the radio, like if you were on a label that was taking care of you, that's a whole different subject, but they, they paid to put your song on the radio and then your song would generate record sales because at the time that was the only way to consume music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and like, so when we were little kids, you had to buy a CD or buy a tape. You know what I mean? Depending on if you had, like, because Walkmans, when I was, like, in elementary, there was Walkmans. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and then, like, early middle school. The Discman. You weren't cool until you had a Discman, bro. <laughs> if you were still listening to tapes, bro. If you were still listening to tapes, motherfuckers like, you got tapes? I listen to CDs now. You know what I mean? Mm. And then you had to go, and then like buying a fucking parental advisory CD. That was that was a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. Those are the good old days of no, music. No, see, so for me, <laughs> those days sucked because, dude, look at all the shit you had to do just to discover something new. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know somebody who played something, it, to me, that was bullshit. Now, dude, I just go on my phone. And I can hit a Spotify playlist and I can discover so much new music. Yeah. Music has progressed in a way better way now. Now, as a music creator and owner of a studio that we're in, by the way, shouts out Science and Sound Laboratories, Grizzly's House. Shout out! Grizzly's House Studios, rest in peace to my boy. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Can, can you say that a little bit slower? Oh, my fault. So, Science to Sound Laboratories. Can I can I tell them what yeah. that means? So silence to sound laboratories is because I literally I, I enter a room of silence. My studio is a room of silence, and then I create sound. And I do not I do not sample. I do not take pre made loops. I, I actually create sound from silence. So it's the silence to sound laboratories. But it's also Grizzly's house studio because. Grizzly was a bull mastiff who passed away from seizures, and he's still here. He's behind James right now, Big J Illust right now in a box. I have his ashes there, and that was my best bud, and he passed away. So this is Grizzly's house studio because he lives here all the time. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. Well, if, if I, mean, you... I wish he was alive. <laughs> um, but you know, the best... um. Oh, if you guys don't know about uh, Mr. James, he is an avid, uh, he's a dog lover. And it's crazy because if you do go on his feed and you follow him at, what is it, Lumpswin or Gabriel James? Uh, I think it's Gabriel James Music. Gabe, yeah. It, music by, if you put music by Gabriel James, you will find me. Yeah, music by Gabriel James. Don't worry, I'll have all the links at the website. But if you do, um, you'll see him running his dog. He's, he's really into fitness. He's really into health. He's really into like... Uh, changing his life you know what i mean we're gonna get into that though <laughs> i'm gonna play some music i don't know what i'm gonna play i'm gonna play something i don't know maybe it'll be a gabriel james song maybe not you know what i mean depends how fast he can give me the file you know but we're gonna play some music we're gonna be right back shift the quarter. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. 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 
Okay. Whatever. Don't try to talk to me like you know what this is. Yeah, I know I might have symptoms that are familiar to you, but I got this. Thanks anyway. Don't let this eat me alive. I only can see this world from the inside. And I'm holding it inside. If I could cut the back and let it go. And nothing's making sense. And I have no patience for anything. So I'm going on everything. Somebody get me out of here. See what I see, so how the hell you gonna stop these voices in my head that got me awfully rocky? Do you copy? Traumatized much from homicide, what? Don't wanna flip, but mama, I must be the one that I trust. I ain't got no friend, I ain't got no grin. But I'm macho when I lock load and I block foes in. When I stop souls and I rock hold, I'ma drop those sins. In a box so slim, inside of my knock grows grim. My hurt, it goes deep. I serve and go weep. A vertical leap when you're alert in your sleep. Was a word of a treatment, somebody murdered. More peace inside of my third, it's so bleak. Done so much dirt, I grow leaf to cheat. Don't let this eat me alive. I only can see this world from the inside. And I'm holding it inside. But I can cut your back and let it go. And nothing's making sense. And I have no patience for anything. So I'm going on everything. Somebody get me out of here. Follow the leader, tell him holler at Caesar It's going down, thrown in crown like a Bible to preacher Keep it live for the people Meanwhile, they lie to the people They try to justify disguising the evil The sky's looking evil Poison pouring down constantly Battle all my demons got me feeling like Constantine Honestly, I'm just the unlikely hero Unplugged from the Matrix out here feeling like Neo Behold the beauty of the blueprint As it unfolds with the exact hinged motion of the movement A smooth shift once I see Set up shop, be a transparent transition, let the thorough listen. I never got the whole world kicking in. Pitching in, they listening to what Team Conquest mission is. It's love, peace, and respect to all blessings. To bow to the three kings of the quest without question. Don't let this eat me alive. I only can see this world from the inside. And I'm holding it inside. I can cut the back and let it go. Nothing's making sense And I have no patience for anything So I'm going on everything Somebody get me out of here Yo, 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 Big J is back in effect with Mr. Gabriel James in the building. I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm hype, man. So we're going to talk a little bit about shifting the core, man. All right. All right. So uh, I want everybody to uh, to uh, listen to this story. This is a great story. So you were a rapper back in the day doing your thing, you know, part of that scene, you know, making, you know, like I heard you a rock star back in the day, you know, killing the game, you know, you know, with all the girls, you know, they were, you know, making you, you know, signing your names on their bosoms and, you know, you were, I don't think I did that that yeah, you know, you were throwing all the, you know, money in the air and it was, but one day um, you decided that you had to make a change in your life, man. And like, you're one of the 
Well, I don't know. A lot of my people are really dry. So, you know what I mean? You're not the only one. But um, you're a, you're, you live a dry lifestyle. And I remember it was, a, it was a big thing to you back in the day because, like, we would used to get trash together. Oh, trash. Well, you know what I mean. You don't. Know. It's low. It's low. <laughs> what? What? Tell me about the decisions and 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 the reasons why you made the decisions and the reasons why you thought that you that you felt in your heart that you had to shift your lifestyle because from then to here it's like a quantum leap, man. It's like so much progress and progression, not only with the music but with the lifestyle, with the health, with the diet, with the just everything that you're doing. It's it, it's it transcended, bro. And I, I think that people don't I think that people don't give you enough credit for that. You know, like I, I give you credit because I was there with you. You know, what I mean? <laughs> but like from there to now, it's like totally different. Like I see you run like you know six miles, bro. You know what I mean? I see you do what you need to do to be strong because I know you're preparing to take over the world, and I know you're one of those people who know that if you you have to be healthy to go hard. What was it that made you tell me about the transition that what started it, and uh, tell me what it was that made you you do that, make the decision? All right, so so there's there's multiple phases in 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 how how the lumps one that that you met mm-hmm. became the Gabriel James that you, that you know. Okay. Okay. Or that that I should say that that you're getting to know. Yeah. Um. Because I'm a completely different dude, yo. Like, that's... All right, so one... One, I was never a rock star. I never had a lot of money. He was a, he was a rock star to however, Big J. Ellis. However, I'm, I'm, I'm rich now. I'm rich now. I don't have money, but I'm rich. And and, and that that's what changed as well, was the concept of what rich was, okay? Mm-hmm. So, yes, am I greedy and do I want a lot of money and do I want fame? Yes, I'm an artist. And we have voids that we fill with people enjoying the art that we create. Mm-hmm. And having fast money and, 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 and a lot of recognition, for some reason, is something we all want. Now, I never had, like, the big, huge fucking... You know, in fact, my name's probably in a better place now musically than it was when we were hanging out but we were doing things the old school way because the power of the internet was just emerging mm-hmm. and and what all right so what a lot of people don't know is is when when we first met when big j illist and me first met we were chilling where james grew up and he's he's a Burkenyo hardcore born and raised albuquerque and this dude fucking never ha- he never hated where he's from he's not like a lot of dudes out here that you know and i know hey, that, albuquerque. that that grew up here and they're like and they're like oh I, oh i'm from i'm from louisiana or i'm from detroit or i'm from chicago LA or i'm from la or i'm from atlanta or i'm from wherever but they never say oh, i'm from albuquerque mm-hmm. you know what i mean dude mm-hmm. and so you have always Stayed. I am from Albuquerque, so that I, I always said was dope. You know what I mean? But anyways, I met I met James in in front of my homie Orlando's house. He was walking around, and we were bumping beats, and I was freestyling because at that time I used to basically hang out with with drug dealers and drug doers. Allegedly, 
No, 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 I did it. I did it. That shit's fucking... Dude, think how long ago this is now. 20 years? Not, no, not that far. 10 years? More than 10, dude. 15? Let's think. 2000, I met you in 2005. Because I met you I met you in front of... in front of. We didn't start kicking it till 2006. Mm-hmm. But I met you in 2005. So that's that's 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 15 years ago. So so when we met though we were just freestyling and it was always off the music now what a lot of people don't know somewhere in this house I possibly have the black house (coughs) and what a lot of people don't know about Mr. J. Illis is he's actually a dope rapper now I had small qualms with some of the things on the black house like the exaggerations and, and this is this is where me and James always had a difference in opinion I have always felt like hip hop should be pure and the message should be true which is why I've always gravitated more towards what was not popular because what has been popularized and that there's reasons behind it there's a conspiracy theory but we won't talk about that Unless you want to, but there was the music that's popularized is fake. Okay, so what's the conspiracy theory, Lumps? Gabriel? So I don't know if you ever heard about this, but there's this conspiracy theory that a bunch of, of record executives met with these people in this private meeting mm-hmm. in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And this was after NWA started getting more popular and, and Ice T was getting more popular. Um and basically Everybody that was doing hip-hop was making hip-hop. You had a group called Native Tongue out of New York. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with that, that's a big group. Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, Queen Latifah, Mm. um, Leaders of the New School, which was Buster Rhymes' crew back in the day before they turned into Flip Mode Squad. I'm a hip-hop guy. Like, I've lived hip-hop my whole life. And hip-hop's dead, by the way. Like, the culture of hip-hop is fucking dead. Thank you for acknowledging that, because a lot of people want to acknowledge it. It's, well, no, it's, alive, it's alive at the same time, but it's alive as a ghost. You know what I'm saying, dude? Mm-hmm. Um, because the best people creating hip... And the thing is, is hip-hop culture is dead. Hip-hop music is alive. Hip-hop music is, is strong. It's evolved. And hip-hop is everything involved with... Them. As far as hip-hop music, it's, 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 it's become rock and roll. Um, rock and roll you have classic rock which to us will be like mm-hmm. 80s hip hop you have new metal you, you have, have, yeah, you have new metal death metal, metal punk metal, rock punk emo emo rock yeah. alternative rock That's and then just rock mm-hmm. right and then you have 70s rock which is in it's own little era it's not mm-hmm. classic rock you know what I mean the 70s rock is, is different you know what I mean? The 70s was amazing music. But what about the conspiracy? Is this oh, a conspiracy yeah. where... So, my fault. I get sidetracked, dude, you know. <laughs> I don't know if this is the first podcast where that's been involved. But um, the conspiracy is that the people that the, the record executives met up with happened to be a lot of the, the company executives that ended up starting at the privatized prisons. Mm-hmm. And around the early 90s is when a lot of these state-ran prisons became privatized. Yeah. Um, in New Mexico, that's when Gary Johnson was our, our governor. And see, we were kids. A lot of people didn't pay attention to this shit mm-hmm. that, that are in our age range. Mm-hmm. I did. 
You know what I mean? I'm not a political person, but I've always watched from a distance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So anyways, they get privatized so that the conspiracy is that these people told the record executives that this brand new wave of music, hip-hop, rap music to the white people, you know what I mean? I'm going to say it. You know what I mean? Um, they, they basically said, hey... Let's start putting out this negative stuff. Anyone that wants to have a big record deal, now they have to be like NWA and Ice-T. They have to be more gangster. Mm. And, they ha- and, then, and that's when you started seeing it. Now, what happens from there is you have the genuine artifacts like Schooly D, who inspired Ice-T. Ice-T, who inspired um, NWA. And, and, and the thing is, is you start, you start noticing how it gets watered down over the years. Yeah. But... but what I mean by watered down is the authenticity, but it actually get it actually got worse as far as the message and the negativity. And then, like your favorite album, "Ready to Die," has a lot of a <laughs> lot of storytelling where we know that that man was not doing it. Some of my favorite songs. And 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 you don't think you don't think you don't think that was that because now that you say it. Because I he wasn't you're... he wasn't doing everything he was talking about. Not at all. Not at all. But he you know, sold, he might have sold the sack or two. You know what I mean? But he was but ready to die. But time but by time ready to die came out, that's a great example of how it already got. I already already got there. It's ninety four. And you know that's they and they always say that thing about Tupac too. They always say Tupac's music music was not authentic at all. It, it was. It was at see, the end. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, Tupac. See, I, I'm more of a Tupac than a Biggie guy. Now they both are not my tops. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I don't have a favorite because it depends on my mood that day. Oh yeah. But here's why I like Tupac music more. One, there's more of it to enjoy. Okay. Okay. You told me Biggie only had one and a half albums made, and I agree no, two, with that. Two and a half. One and a half. Well, because the double disc, bro. Okay, two and a half. <laughs> you know, and then the half the half was the one that came out after he died, like when I was in eighth grade, so like 98. Born, born Again. Born Again, okay? Which is... Trash. We'll see, and, and, and we'll get on that too, because see, like, I haven't even listened to the new Gangstar album. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why is I don't like people using dead people's music. Yeah. Okay, so back to Tupac, though. All right, his older music, pre-Death Row is very real. It's very real music. Brenda's got a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, dude? Fucking, uh, um, cause you had Tupacalypse Now. Um, I don't like this word. You know I don't like it, but it's a title. Strictly for my niggas. He said it! <laughs> I, said, I, I said it for you, James. I said it for you. Shout out to all my niggas listening out there. <laughs> well, cause you know I've never liked that word, bro. You know I've never liked that word. <laughs> That's like, the first time I've ever heard him say it in my entire I life. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even like when you use it. <laughs> All right, but but back to what you're saying. Um, and and me against the world yeah. are very amazing political albums. Yeah. And me against the world is my favorite one of his. Mm-hmm. Um, second to Are You Still Down, which was recorded right before he went to prison and then stayed under under wraps because he was going to start Amaru I'm a hip hop nerd he was going to start Amaru Records mm-hmm. but then he had to which was his middle name by the way so then he had to but he ended up signing the the contract with Death Row so they would pay for him to get out of prison cuz Death Row had the hookup on getting people out now have you have you seen the Tupac movie 
Nah. I liked it. Some people say they didn't like it. I thought the guy did a great job. You need to check it out. It's 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 dope. When you know. He uh they said that Suge Knight was gonna give him his own label called Death Row East because he wanted to get out of his contract and Suge was like, Well, why don't you just head up to Death Row East? You know, and he yeah. was kinda like, uh and then you know well, yeah. I don't think Suge had him killed, by the way. No. No, not at all. Who who had him killed? Oh, they know his name, dude. Like they already. If the guy him. in the bow tie or whatever, the guy in the, Orlando the something, the guy in the suit or whatever. No, dude. Like they already know who did it, dude. They've known for years, bro. But they don't. What, why don't they say anything about it? They have. Why isn't he arrested? He's dead. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, like for like five, six years. Damn. Yeah, but they've known who it was. They just didn't have proof. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've they've known who it was. I'm, I'm, I'm the one that's more conspiracy behind would be big. You know what I mean? That's the one where they have more conspiracy behind it. But my point is, 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 is like, "Are You Still Down?" is an amazing album. It's a double disc. Um, it's amazing. I mean, literally from front to back. Okay, so back and to the about Thug Life, dude. Come on now. Nah, I'm not. A, I'm, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a big. From t- the cradle to the I'm not a big Tupac fan, dude. I'm not. I like. So. I like Biggie. I don't know who else I really like from the 90s, but Biggie's one of them. Oh, I can tell you. Oh, I like LL Cool J. He's dope. Shout out to LL Cool J. LL cool J. You can't hate oh. on LL Cool J. Actually, LL Cool J is the most hated on rapper, and people hate on him only because they wish they were as dope as him. He's dope. He's ill. No, no, dude. Have you heard Mr. Smith? Yeah, that's a classic album. Dude, and, and Phenomenon was dope. Mm-hmm. Anything after Phenomenon. Okay, but back to what we were saying. (laughs) Okay, so we okay, so we went to the privatized prisons. Okay, but you still didn't tell me why. What what happened for you to shift your core? Oh, all right. Back to that. Sorry, and you can cut whatever, dude. You know, I'm not cutting anything, bro. This ain't the. This ain't the. Okay, so. (laughs) But going back to how I shifted my my core. So so the first phase. For me, was was quitting quitting um, alcohol. Why did you feel you had to quit alcohol? Oh, you know what? This is perfect, dude. Um, so can I can I plug my book? Yeah, plug your book. Okay, so I don't know when it's coming out yet, but it is done. It's called "The Nights That Made Me Quit," and it's the story. It's basically this story, but like in more depth. Yeah. yeah, like way more in depth. I, I even forgot I wrote the book. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so quitting drinking and, and the reason I quit drinking was, was, uh, and the book talks about why I quit drinking or not why, but how kind of anyways. So, and you're in the book, by the way, shout out to big J Ellis for being yeah. in lumps book. Yeah. You're in the book, dude. Nothing bad, dude. To just, you know, to talk about how we went to Arizona and stuff, dude. I think I emailed you. Now, now I'm going to, you emailed me the first chapter. Oh, yeah. So I don't have the book. Dude. It's like 12 chapters, bro. Yeah. Tell us what happened. So anyways, I, I quit drinking and how I quit drinking or why I quit drinking, how I quit was kind of funny, but, uh, why I quit drinking was, was, uh, I had to make a choice. As you know, music has always been like my main, my main priority of life pretty much, dude. And like, um, for me, the only reason I want to do music full time is only to become an even better artist. Cause I believe if I could dedicate my whole entire day, every day to my craft, I will actually get to the potential that I have. And I feel like like having to work a day job and squeeze music in between life rather than having music pay for life um, 
I feel like I can't really I can't really get to the level I want to get to. You know what I mean? So it's not really so much about the money and stuff. You know what I mean? It's more just it's a twisted way of of being obsessed with music. You know? Gotcha. <laughs> but alcohol was getting in the way, as you have experienced with mm-hmm. me. Um, we took a trip to Arizona, and the goal was slang all these CDs, order more CDs, pick them up, and hit to California. Oh yeah, I forgot that was the goal. Yeah, because we got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tippy Arizona. Yeah. God, it was hot out there. <laughs> but that that's basically, you know, so and I quit drinking not too long after that experience. Yeah. You know, I still drank. In fact, when we got back, we were still going pretty hard. Uh. And uh you know, I fucking can we pause for water, dude? Yeah, we're gonna pause for water real quick. <laughs> we're gonna play some more music, yeah. and then we're gonna hear the end of why Gabriel James put down the sauce. Bow, bow, bow. Get let it grow a rose. It's amazing how easy it is to lose control. When you fall from home, you find your soul. Feet planted firmly on the ground. Eyes to the sky, no need to turn around for those pillars of salt. You may not know how to fish, but look at what I caught. Enough to feed the family and whole. Words are just words, but some are as good as gold. When the wind don't let up in it's hard to get up in the fog that never dissolves. Leaves you fed up for a peace of mind. So many villains on my path I pray that I never have to reach for mine to each his own What good is a throne once a king is gone? I die for what's right just to prove you wrong My partner was a rolling stone But he traded stash box, one room cotton a crack rock For a decent meal and a happy home Cause we get lost amongst the stars Today is love in case we never see tomorrow Cause we get lost amongst the stars Today is love in case I never see tomorrow Pray for me Wait for me, if I fall short, the devil give chase for me Stay for me, have faith for me Save a warm plate and some space for me When I get home 
Alrighty, we're back from the water break. <laughs> so music was getting interrupted by the constant partying, so you decided to just stop. Kind of. Mm. I started to slow my roll. Okay. Um, I don't even know if the dude's still alive, but shout out to Acknowledge. You remember him, right? Yeah, Acknowledge. Shout out to Acknowledge. Mesa Tempe AZ, if you're still out there, man. Yeah, Big ups. Wherever you're at, man. <laughs> Mr. Kevin, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like, I was, remember I was talking to him and stuff, and you know whether he was being legit or not is a different story. We don't know. Yeah, but he was saying we got this going and that going, and mm-hmm. I was really putting a lot of energy into that, and then I kind of just said fuck it and started doing my own shows, and it was hard to be in charge of my own gigs. And be drunk at the gigs. Because remember, we used to go hard to, to events, dude. Yeah. I mean, we'd get fucking smashed. Mm. I mean, we wouldn't get too messed up before we performed. But after. Fuck, dude. <laughs> you know? so and, and I think, and I feel like that got in the way of business opportunities that could have happened that I mean, dude, for all, for, for, for dude, I met, I, dude, Cuba Gooden Jr. bought an album from me. Yeah. And, and bought me drinks all night. You know what I mean? And had I been more sober, I probably could have talked to his management team that was right there with him saying, hey, make sure you guys, you know, you know, get to make sure you guys listen to this album Mm -hmm. is what I should have done. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I didn't do that. You know what I mean, dude? Because possibly getting all fucked up with the dude instead. Mm -hmm. So now there's a CD that they probably never even listened to. Mm -hmm. So nothing came from it. Mm -hmm. Um, There was people at the show, at one of the shows we did at the Loft in Tempe, that had had we had not been focused on getting so faded, 
we probably could have made a little bit better connections with people. Yeah. Rather than let's just get all fucked up and then get lost, drive drunk. I'm admitting this, you know, <laughs> drive drunk all over fucking Tempe just to get back to the hotel. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah. So, and then not just that, you're risking other people's lives, your freedom, which I had already had a DWI yeah. and I had just gotten my fucking breathalyzer out of my car. Mm-hmm. And here I am doing the dumb shit again. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Learning nothing at all. So I feel like it was getting in the way. So I started slowing my roll. And then uh, and then it just started getting to a point where like, I went from drinking every night, as you know how bad I used to get. Because mm-hmm. like for me, just hanging out was literally a four-pack of Beck's after drinking like a fifth of Bacardi Gold with some fucking Hawaiian Punch. That was my hanging out yeah. by myself make a couple beats or just chilling like I'm not really partying but I'm just hanging out yeah whether I was with someone or not that's how I hung out I got fucked up every day Mm. and then it went from doing that every day to maybe having that once a week and then it went from once a week to maybe like fucking actually getting drunk once a month and then it went to that to like you know this was like a year's a year long process dude it took from basically when we got back from Arizona Mm. And, it, and it, it tapered down, you know. How did that? How did that change your life? Like, how did that change your mind and and your body? What were the What were the changes? Were you seeing? I mean, obviously, there's obvious changes. If you're drinking a freaking fifth and a four pack, of course, if you quit, obviously, I mean, your brain's gonna be like, Phew. you know what I mean? It's gonna clear up really, really good. Correction. <laughs> Correction. I never drank no Coors. It was Bex or Heineken. Bex or I drank Heineken. Heineken. Beer, you okay. Know what I mean? But what, what happened? Like, what were the... What were the changes that you've seen, and did you did you realize what was going on? Did it motivate you to get even more healthy? Like, what were the positive transitions after you quit? There, as far as as far as health wise goes, I really didn't even start getting healthy yet. I mean, I was still smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, mm-hmm. um, smoking dirt weed mm-hmm. instead of good weed, and um, and not sleeping. I mean, I still hadn't really shifted my core all the way, but I had made a better decision because now I was able to start doing what I was doing. Remember, I was doing all those shows by myself yeah. and I failed miserably a m- bunch of times doing it, you know, mm. to where I even quit doing it. Now I don't even do it. And now I'm starting over again, but yeah. on a whole different... And I'm not even starting over again because I never quit making music, you know what I mean? But where the, where the, the difference was, as far as the alcohol went, is I had more energy and I was more mobile. Now I was able to pick up on the go and go do what I needed to do. Gotcha. Versus, I'm fucked up. I, <laughs> I can't move right now. You know what I mean? So that was the biggest difference. So it was a positive, but I still wasn't on the right path yet. You know what I'm saying? So what, what, when did the whole fitness thing come in? Because like, um, now I, I know you're very big on fitness. Like, were you were you getting all fat or? I got huge. <laughs> I got big. I'm a little guy. I'm five foot seven, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like, like five six and three quarters. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a small dude, and I don't have a big. I don't have big bone structure. Yeah. You know, so I don't hold. And then when we were hanging out, I wasn't even fit. I was what you would call quote unquote skinny fat, which I'm yeah. still. I'm still. In, I'm borderline fit, skinny fat still. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I haven't gotten my diet 100 percent like mm. like like you like you should eat. You know what I mean? But I still I'm getting there. But anyways, um, what what changed everything 
was I was working in Arizona and I went when I moved to Arizona I was real skinny. I got to like 145, 150. I was skinny, but I was still wearing like like big pants cuz I still had a belly, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, dude? So I was still rocking like a 36 30 on mm. um, uh, 36 waist pants yeah. even though I only weighed like 140 yeah you know what I mean which is horrible dude if you think about it it's all fat you know what I mean mm-hmm. dude and I'm not fat shaming I'm talking about you either have muscle bones blood and fat you know and water that's basically your body you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> and my fat was so much on 145 frame or 145 in weight on a frame that I believe is 150, 155. Like, I've already hit my goal weight. Now I'm doing something. But anyway, back to your question. So I I, I, I started making a lot of money in Arizona. And, and I was running a shoe store. And then I was running two shoe stores. And I was making a lot of money. And I was by myself. And I was making a double CD. And I was making the choice. Okay, am I going to make music or am I going to cook food? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and eat Jack in the Box because it's on the way home. I'm yeah. going to eat McDonald's on the way to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the, the what started making me think my decisions were wrong is <clears throat> first this chick at McDonald's. I go to pick up my order. And she goes, dude, you eat this too much. She's a chola. I don't even know your name. But so the chola yeah. at the McDonald's told you. That you were eating too much McDonald's. In the morning. In the morning because she's seen you that much. <laughs> yeah, well, see, the job I had, I worked six days a week, every week. And they they literally, like, it, it just, uh, I'd eat that every day, six days a week. And I guess this chick started noticing the same person. And she probably saw me, like, morphing. You know what I mean, dude? Like, you don't notice yourself gain weight. Other people do, though. Other people do, especially when they don't see you all the time. Yeah. And so, and then, like, kind of like how they say, like, like, I help these guys get fat. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like when you have someone who works real hard for someone and th- that person uh-huh. takes advantage of them and they get real rich off of them. Like, that that that, that saying kind of makes sense because I had gotten really, I had gotten, I was making a lot of money. I was making more money than I make now. Yeah. And I have more to show for it now just because yeah. I got smarter about it, you know? So after she told you that, did you immediately go hit the gym no. or? <laughs> no. You didn't pick up the weights? Well, I always had a weight bench. Oh, yeah, you did. I forgot. I we never, we never used it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Damn, I forgot you. I forgot you always had a weight bench. And I would get into lifting weights. I would get into lifting weights for like a day, and then I'd put it down. And see, when I first moved out there, I remember. I remember this chick selling gym memberships was like trying to get me to join. And you know, I'm 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 a I'm a social introvert, which means I I do well in a public place. I don't panic in big crowds. I I actually. Get along with everybody. A lot of people actually like and respect me. But you don't. You're not the type of person to be around a bunch of people, though. Nah, I'd prefer to come home. Gotcha. And you, even when we would hang out, dude. Even though they just be at the pad. It was at my crib, yeah. dude. You know, and I and even then, like, well, who's coming by? I don't yeah. fucking know them. You know yeah. what I mean, dude? Like, it's not not much has changed on that aspect. So you went to the gym and you started working. But I didn't. <laughs> I didn't start, dude. I didn't. It took years. So, um. Anyways. That put a thought in my head, maybe I should stop eating this every day. So I started trying to eat healthier. Yeah. And then uh and then I got fired from my job. And I had to I had to change the way I was eating because I went from making a lot of money to no money. You know, and then I and So you had to cook. 
Well, and they had to be smart about cooking too. Yeah. So I still hadn't I still hadn't discovered what YouTube really could do for you. Um, because I was utilizing YouTube to basically listen to music. Mm-hmm. Streaming apps hadn't really become the biggest thing. Pandora barely started. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't, I didn't have a smartphone. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah. I, I was still like, you know, anti-technology, real mm-hmm. purist about shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I liked the internet on my laptop. Yeah. I felt like a phone should be a fucking phone and that's it. Gotcha. I didn't understand how cool they are. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, um, and, and they weren't they weren't even operable yet. You know yeah. what I mean, dude? Like Android was so whack back then. It was like, in this baby state. It was. You're bad. only cool if you had an iPhone. And those phones were like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And even they sucked, bro. Yeah. The iPhone one, dude, yeah. compared to now, dude, like, dude, whack, dude. So when you started cooking and making those meals, did it like help transition you to find other recipes and? Well, see, I've always known how to cook, bro. I've always known how to cook because me and my brother were what we're what the we're we're, we're uh, we grew up in the '90s. You know yeah. what I mean, dude? So like, I mean, my brother he grew up in the '90s and early 2000s, but I grew up in the '90s, dude. Like, I was I was a high schooler when 1999 happened. I was a yeah. freshman in high school, dude, when it became the year 2000. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, dude? Y2K. I had a friend's mom who was all crazy, but anyways, um, so as far as cooking goes, I always knew how to cook, dude. It's just I sacrificed cooking. I sacrificed cooking for for eating out for time because I was working on a double album, The Insomniac Hour Volume Three, which you can find on my Spotify Lumps One, and uh, <laughs> not Gabriel James Lumps One, right? Yeah, that one's the Lumps One. The Lumps One. Yeah. <laughs> See, my shit's wild. But anyways, so when 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 I started cooking more is due to financials. You know what I mean? Now, what made me start thinking about my health was first the girl saying it's not healthy to eat this much chola yeah and she was she was overweight herself but she Mm. was like trying to tell me like dude I've always been big but like Mm. I've watched you grow (laughs) you know what I mean like like she basically told me she was like dude I've watched you gain a lot of fucking weight real fast and that was the other thing too dude I was I, I went from being able to rock a 34 or a 36 went down to a 34 waist and all those 34 jeans ended up having to go up to 36 right away. Yeah. I mean, right mm. away, dude. I gained a lot of weight and I was noticing I had to buy new clothes. I was like, damn, this shirt's tighter than it used to be. And it wasn't tighter like, oh, I'm building muscle. It was like, ah. Oh. Like, dude, <laughs> my stomach's poking out. Man. Why are my clothes shrinking? I wasn't putting it in my head. Dude, why are you growing? You know, and mm-hmm. and and uh, and I and I never really was an athletic person. I've always been a music nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not not so much a music nerd. I did band until like eighth grade, and then it wasn't cool because I wanted to hang out with my other friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, I grew up with the rougher type of people, so I hung out with them. And it wasn't cool to carry a trumpet. We had to carry you know other things. Yeah. So I went with them instead because that was cooler for in, in my head. You know, now I'm like. Dude, I should stay playing the trumpet, yo. I know, man. You'd be a beast, bro. I'd be but, too. but Lumps, Gabriel James, you're not answering the question. I know, I know. I get tired. When did you decide That's to get fit? We're getting there. We're getting there. Because <laughs> it's a process. And, that, and But this is going to help your people. All right. So, okay. So, the girl called you fat. No. Your clothes no. are shrinking. We're almost, no, I hadn't been called fat yet. Okay. She was, she was concerned for my health. Like, genuinely. Somebody called you fat? Oh yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> this, is the, this is the best part. This is the best part of the story. We're gonna get to that because it's all connected. 
You know, it's all connected. And that's what I'm trying to tell you about this whole shift the core thing. I think it's awesome, dude. Like, I'm a big fan of it. Like, I'm a big fan of it, dude. And, and, but, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to encourage the people that are part of the shift the core. So I'm trying to let them know this is a long-term process. This is not an overnight thing. Uh, yeah. This is not, and now that yeah. we're reaching the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, whenever you put this out, there's going to be a lot of people that have their New Year's resolutions. And that's good, but I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions. Me neither, man. I'm a fan of lifetime resolutions. Lifestyle changes, man. Exactly, and that's why this story isn't as 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 uh, as point blank. What made you do this? Because there's a process to it, you know. So basically, I get hired at a different job, another shoe store, because you know I was pimping the shoe store game, mm-hmm. and then I go and I do the I do this. I'm, I'm helping this little old lady, dude, and you know helping her carry her shoe boxes to the register, and she looks at me. She looks at my stomach. She looks at me. And, old are you (laughs) and i tell her i'm like and at the time i think it was 26 27 i go oh 27 she and she pokes me in the stomach and she goes you're too young to have this then wow because i don't carry (laughs) like like you know i don't carry being heavy i don't carry it well like i don't like like because you're you're like five seven not just that, I Is don't the have frame? I don't have the frame. Gotcha. See, like 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 we have a goal. I'm gonna say this early. We have a goal for, for Jay Illist. I gave him a couple of t shirts that I pressed myself. Shout out to Gabriel James for these wonderful t shirts. You'll definitely be seeing these. Yeah, so check it out, man. Like the goal is we want Big Jay Illis to fit in an extra large. And, and and I'm talking nice and fit, you know what I mean? Like if we were if we were when we were hanging out with the build that I have right now, mm-hmm. I'd probably be rocking an extra large shirt because that was the style. Yeah, like super baggy and shit. Yeah, but now we're in a different. Yeah, era. I like I, I like the style. I like I like like for a while there it got a little out of hand with mm-hmm. the skinny jeans, but right now we're in a nice Goldilocks zone where it's just fitted gear. Yeah. Clothes that fit nice. Clothes that fit nice, Because man. people are now on a nice wave of fitness. Mm-hmm. The problem with the fitness era is, is everybody wants this overnight thing. And this goes back to the story, which is why I'm saying it's a long process to shift the core thing. It's not overnight. It's not something you can do right away. And, and, and something I fail to recognize, too, especially now that I've accomplished getting to a point where things are out of habit is I think other people can just do it so easily too. Mm. And that's that's something I fail at too. In fact, yesterday, well, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, so the lady called me fat. So I started jogging around my apartment complex in Arizona. So you just started jogging? I tried. Okay, were, were you good at it? Fuck no. <laughs> I lost my breath. Remember, I'm a pack-a-day smoker. Yeah. Until, well, I don't smoke anymore. Well, I smoked a cigarette today. Yeah. I'm not going to bullshit but well, I, you were a pack a day smoker back I used, then. I used to be a pack a day smoker, maybe more sometimes. You know how you know how those days were. But uh, and now I vape and and I'm cool with vaping. But anyways, at that time I, I I I didn't. You know I smoked a lot. What's funny is I used to run five miles a day and still smoked a pack a day. But that's something else. That was yeah. later on. It took a long time to build to that. You know. Gotcha. So I got tired of Arizona. Moved back to 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 New Mexico. And I moved in with my mama. And I remember I would, first thing in the morning, I would I would go out to that little outside area, the little balcony area. Yeah. 
and I'd sit on the floor and I'd smoke a bowl. Yeah. And then I would smoke a cigarette and I would drink a soda. That's how I'd wake up every single day. So I still wasn't making good choices. I wasn't drinking alcohol anymore. Nah. I'd already quit that when I when I moved to Arizona. I'd already quit that. You know what I mean? For a couple years already by then. And uh, so I was I was you know, but I was still making bad choices. And I was still out of shape. So one day, I was waiting for my, my, my buddy to roll by, and I was sitting in my, my mom's front yard, and I was smoking a cigarette, of course. You never mm. saw me without a cigarette. You yeah. know what I mean? So I was smoking a cigarette, and and I was watching these older people jog by my mom's house. And then each day, I would notice that they'd be jogging. And I was like, dude, these people are old as fuck. And my concept of old is different now, too, mm-hmm. but not back then. So I'm like, these people are old. They're like, they're like in their their 50s and 60s, and they're jogging all far, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to jog too. Yeah. Now, one thing that a lot of people have, which I've been there, they get super subconscious about running. Yeah. I have a hack for all of them. You find a private trail at a park. That's how you started. That's how I started. Okay. Because I was embarrassed to run on the street. Now I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to be seen, you know, uh, 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 walking. Uh, uh, you know what I mean, dude? You know what I mean? I was yeah. embarrassed because, dude, when you don't do it and when something's new, it's tough. You know what I mean? It's not easy. Nothing that you start brand new is easy. Very few things come easy. You know what I'm saying? So I found a private park where I would jog at. And every now and then there'd be someone there. But that person went to the private place because they didn't feel comfortable somewhere else. So I didn't feel any, I didn't feel uncomfortable being there. And I remember there was this older lady, probably in her 60s. And this this trail that I found is a half a mile around. And and uh, this lady would do two rounds to my one. So what would take me to do a half a mile, which I could not jog a full half a mile at first. She would do two miles. She would do a whole mile. Oh, a whole mile. And what would take me to do a half a mile. So this lady in her 60s was doing double the speed of what I was doing at 27 years old. Damn. Right? Put that in your head. Now, I'm stubborn, so I don't I don't say, oh, I'm just going to quit. No. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep up with this old lady. Yeah. One day. And then, you know, and I just did it five days a week. That's all I did. I didn't do any, any lifting weights like I should have been, you know, because for me, I, I had it in my head that just running was all I needed to do to get in shape. Yeah. Which is still really good to do. Yeah. But it depends on what you're, and that's another thing too. It depends what you're training for. That that's how you work out. That's how you eat. That's that's the other thing. Uh, what happened? Did you finally get that? Well, one day I'm jogging, and the lady, she's still lapping me, right? But one day she comes up and she goes, "You're doing a lot better. You're doing good." And then she just kept going. Wow. So that was just a, it was like it was like, you know, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a Christian man or anything. I don't believe in the same thing. It was almost like a, a sign like God. Yeah, it was like like the universe like sent this lady to fucking inspire me. You're or doing something. okay. Like, no, like she said, you're doing good, dude. Like, look, dude, there's a tear to my eye. That's yeah. like how much it changed my life, dude. Yeah. So, so um, I was like, cool. I was ready to leave the trail. So now I started running on the street, 
and my my I, I went from two miles to three miles to four miles to five miles. How long did it take you to to do the mile? To to get from from zero to five miles, it took me about six months. But this is dedicated five six days a week, getting out there and doing it. Mm-hmm. Even on times where I didn't want to do it, I did it. Because it's only you only have to force yourself at first. But see, I have a hack for that now. But this is, dude, I was 27. I'm 34. So this is this is a seven year process to get to now. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Everybody wants this. Okay, I got this coming up in a couple months. Mm-hmm. I gotta get to this. You know, it's possible. But it took me seven years, and I'm someone who doesn't give up easy. There's a lot of people who give up easily that want other things for themselves, but they want it overnight, and then they give up when they don't get it. So going back to that, that's another thing that with this whole shift the core thing. Um, I've been reading this book. I, it's called the uh, the Road Less Traveled, and uh, it's a psychology book, and it uh, talks about like what's different with our generation right now. Well, I don't think it says something specifically about our generation, but they'd say that in order to be the best version of ourselves, we have to get rid of this idea of instant gratification. And yeah. we, we have to teach our kids about the suffrage, the suffrage that comes with growth. In order to grow, you have to give up something. You have to have something to give up, you know, once you give that thing up, it creates a suffrage. You know, you you suffer through the giving up of it, you know? But after you get through the suffrage, then you get the gratification of growth. You know, and I think a lot of people, especially in this day and age, uh, they're they're missing that. Um and especially with me as a parent, that's something I try to teach my kids too that you have to go through the suffrage to get to the growth, you know? And I feel like that whole story is talking about that whole process of what you had to give up and the suffrage of running that my because hey, I I I I'm in the beginning of my running phase, man. Yeah. And I know that running a mile jogging a half a mile, bro, is brutal at the beginning. beginning. But if you can delay gratification and keep going and going and going six months down the road, a year down the road, that's when the gratification comes in with the growth. You know what I mean? If you could give advice to anybody out there that is starting this journey just one or two things to tell them that somebody who's doing it but is getting discouraged that maybe thinking about quitting, what would you tell them to help them finish, you know, the journey? Um, well, the journey never ends because, I mean, you're talking, that was just the first six months, dude. Or, the, the, or continue the journey, not finish it. Like, you just, it's it's an everyday thing. And see, that's that's the hack. You you gotta you gotta do something active seven days a week. Days off are, the, are are evil. They're bad for you. You know what I mean? Days off are just not good at all. You gotta you gotta have constant activity every day. Nah, I should not off work yet. Your boy just in the bathroom. Sorry, um, but uh, yeah, dude. So so it's it's a, it's a, it's an everyday. Like for me personally, I believe now after seven years of 
of going through the ups and downs of quitting and starting and quitting and starting and yo-yoing. You know what I mean, dude? Because, I mean, look at a picture of me seven years ago and look at a picture of me today. I look, I look younger now. Yeah. You do. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I got, like, Benjamin Button syndrome. You look like Pharrell, bro. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, dude. Like, I mean, I got good genetics. I mean, my parents look young, dude. They don't look like they're in their 60s. But... I looked like I was in my late 30s when I was in my late 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just And this is after quitting alcohol. This was just from eating bad food. You know what I mean, dude? It took years to get it right. And then now that I know what works for my body, and that's the other thing. You have to try different things. You have to, you know what I mean? I would say you, you start off with the basic diet first. Get your nutrition healthy first before worrying about working out instead of doing what I did. Because what I did was I worked out first and then thought about nutrition. I used to think you could train yourself into work, mm. looking a certain way or feeling a certain way. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, it's all about what you're putting in your body, you know. So I, I, I started to uh, I started to learn about nutrition and and stuff like that and that's what really transitioned everything you know so i say best advice i can give anybody get your nutrition down right for two weeks and and if it takes you longer to develop a habit me i'm a habitual person whether i'm doing something good for me or something bad for me and you've seen both sides of the fence it's a habit it's a habit yeah like dude when we used to when we used to party it was a habit. Yeah. Every day was a party, dude. Why do you think I love summertime, bro? <laughs> wintertime was whack, bro. You could party every day in the wintertime, dude. So so my point is, get your, your nutrition right. And then, ultimately, have a mental goal. Actually know what you're training for. Like me, I'm trying to get my body to be like fucking... Um... Uh, What's it called? Rocky Four. So yeah. that's just Stallone and Rocky Four. And and, and 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 he's taller than me, so it's a little bit difficult because he was 5'10, but he was 5'10 with a 29-inch waist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah. And he had muscle. I mean, granted now he was enhanced with lots of chemicals and steroids and stuff, mm. but that doesn't take away from the work that he had to put in mm. and the nutrition that he had to eat. Mm. Like like when Arnold in the 70s looked like a fucking Greek god, yo. Mm. Fucking, he had to eat a certain diet to look that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah. Like, like, plain and simple. So first you have to think of, okay, what kind of food do I enjoy eating? Mm-hmm. That's healthy, okay? So then you get your nutrition right. Then you have to come up with a mental picture in your mind of what you want your body to look like. Okay. And then you have to start eating for that, but you also have to train for that. You see what I'm saying? Like like this one dude, this one dude I was helping out. I run a storage facility, by the way, guys. I have a regular job. I'm not a rock star yet. But, uh... Um... This guy, this guy, he was like, are you a fighter, Holmes? He was like an older boxing coach. Yeah. He was like, are you a fighter, Holmes? And, I, and, I, and like, we had just gotten in an argument, so I didn't know if he wanted to fight me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm a hippie, dude. I want to stay peace and love. <laughs> I mean, I'm down the road. I got to, but I don't want to, dude. Like, I want peace and love, dude. And he goes, uh, he goes, no, you look like a fighter. 
because of my build. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like the way I train, I look more like a fighter does. Like like, like I have more of an MMA fighter's build yeah. because that's kind of how I train. I, I run and I lift. And then once we get once we get all the other stuff, I'll get back into my martial arts too. You know what I'm saying, dude? So, you know, I, I have that type of a build. Because you train in that, that way. way. You know what I mean? All right, Lumps. Gabriel James. Hey, I have a question for you. Do you think that Bill Cosby <laughs> sexually assaulted yes. all those women? Yes. And do you think that R. Kelly sexually assaulted <laughs> all those women? And do you think that Michael Jackson sexually assaulted all those boys I hold up <laughs> be sure to tune into the next podcast <laughs> for Lance's answer <laughs> shit the core baby we out <laughs> Screaming fuck love cause you was always mad at bitches When getting money was the fucking motto From a place they put potatoes on the nozzles Just to silence silos Shit, you probably way past that You probably still chief and plus Matter of fact, you probably don't even pass that You probably in the back of a black bag Splitting down a dutch With a dime chick and a tail flat But the head is up I see where the hoes at But where the bros at They call Shane and Powell Hey, where your iPhone 44 at? Or did y'all end up like most cats Who split a lot of cheese together The more cheddar, the more better Y'all won't be friends forever and I know it's probably killing you softly, poor me Thinking you can handle all your problems costly No matter what the cost be, you quick to try and buy it off Everything is win-win, you know you can't afford the loss and Blowing up is always the main dream So I can't get mad if you're flowing in the mainstream But you knew from now that it would be this hard Shit, you learn to trick bras when your dick got hard And if you could do that, ain't shit should be stopping you Anything is possible and any obstacle should be hoppable And now you living where it's tropical, you got the most shade Letter to my future, sincerely your broke days Motherfucking broke days. Most praise to the motherfucking most paid. Motherfucker. Jay Ill is back in effect. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Shift the Core podcast today. 
I really appreciate all the love and support. <laughs> so right now, I just want to tell everybody thank you for um, really supporting the movement. And uh, shout out to our Shift to Core family, Gabriel James, Eric Hill, Dino Ray, SLD Brown, Cobra B, EML451, Mitch the Hater, Mac Bow, shoot, all my friends and families. I uh, can't forget about uh, Mr. DJ Malcolm X, Kimberly Ann, everybody has been a part of the entire thing. Oh, Mike Huff, you know, so everybody that's uh, show love since day one, thank you. Um, Love yourself, man. Love yourself and love what you do. Because if you can't love yourself, then nobody else is going to love you. Just food for thought. We love you guys. We out, baby.